Hi, welcome to this segment of Daily Bread with Jam, a Holy Spirit You Channel podcast. As always, we are a whosoever will channel. So regardless of where you are in your walk, regardless of whether you are in your process, thank you for joining me here today. This segment is going to be about the living word. The living word. So without further ado, let's get right into it. And God created great whales and every every living creature that moves. Genesis 1.21 And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after its kind. Genesis 1.24 Uh, And this is, and the Lord God formed man, human, out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Genesis 2, 7. And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. For yet seven days, I will cause it to rain, uh, a rain upon the earth, 40 days and 40 nights, and every living substance that I have made, will I destroy from the face of the earth. So far, we have living creature, living soul, living substance, mother of all living, living thing. So I'm going to continue. There's a specific reason. There's in, um, in Leviticus 14, I'm just scrolling through the King James Version online, Blue Letter Bible. As for the living bird, so we have living bird now added to that. Um, and then we get to, in Deuteronomy 5.26, For who is there of all flesh that hath heard the voice of the, of the living God speaking out of the midst of the fire as we have and lived. So now after all of these persons, places, and things that have been designated as living, we get to the core of the matter, which is the living God. There's a reason why the distinction is made that God is living. His eye, his eye is not blind. He can see. His ear is not deaf. He is not unable to speak. His arm is not short. And so all of these references, you know, it, it's a distinction. The distinction that's being made is between Worship of the living God versus 
idolatry, the worship of idols. And we see that further down in uh, the discourse and the events taking place in ancient biblical history, in the Bible itself. One of the key things that angered the Lord was the creation, the making of idols to worship. And that's why that's this part of the significance of the, the situation where Moses went up to fast and pray before the Lord, came back down, and the people had built themselves an idol. That was a habit. That wasn't a random thing. That was a habit. But God had already shown himself. So despite God showing up in that situation, despite the Lord delivering individuals out of Egypt, a nation, in fact, out of Egypt, despite all of the miraculous, supernatural things that had to take place in order for that to happen, we also see that the habit, regardless of how strongly God showed up, the habit of worshiping a thing and calling it God was still very much part of their practice. So we get now, I'm not going to go through the entire Old Testament looking for or or pointing out incidences of the living. Uh, There are plenty enough of them there that I encourage you, as always, to find on your own. Study to show yourself approved. No one else can study to show you approved. People can study and share with you, but even at the end of the day and them doing that, you have to show yourself approved. I have to show myself approved. We can't vouch for each other. However, I will say that the Lord is listening not only to what you say, but to what other people say about you. And I don't mean in the sense of people that are slanderers looking for things to slander you about. He hears that too. But I'm talking about as it relates to to your personal walk. Not just what you think you're doing, but how people are truly receiving you out of their the goodness of their hearts. So let me try to break that down even further. If I'm operating in good faith, as we like to say, meaning I am seeking the Lord, I'm doing all the things we've talked about on the on the uh, on this this podcast. If I'm doing all those things, I'm humbling myself, I'm repenting, I'm seeking the seeking the Lord's face, turning from my own wicked ways and trusting and being led of the Holy Spirit, then when you and I have an encounter, the Lord is measuring or testing my transformation by that interaction. So if, for instance, I treat you badly, then that becomes a measure or vice versa, if you treat me badly. So we might think, oh, hey, we had a great time and we did something or said something to one another. 
So it's not just what you say about a situation. At least as important is what other people in the situation say regarding you, how people think of you, not how we think of ourselves. That becomes significant, and that's a little bit of a sidetrack, but we have to understand that. So now back to living. We get into the New Testament, of course, um, knowing that, just trying to find, find my place here, so bear with me, walk with me. So then we see again when Jesus is challenging Peter, Simon Peter. They say, they say, they say, and this is what we do all the time. They say, they did. And, and Jesus tests him right on the spot. Who do you say? And I'm going to do a longer, another longer segment on this because it's important. That challenge was not just a test of Simon Peter. Jesus is going to ask, or he's actually present, asking us the same thing right now. I am not talking to you, saith the Lord, about what other people say or believe about me. I am talking to you, saith the Lord, about what you say. That's what this challenge, you know, we read it and it's like it's a story. You no, know, it is an account of a biblical event, a biblical ancient, uh, biblical history or historical event. Yes, it is a story, but it is not without fact in terms of how, uh, what the occurrences were. It is told in a story-like fashion, but as I've always said, we have to be willing and able to pull the spiritual principles as we continue to pivot and springboard out of cursing into blessing. We have to understand that the key to serving a living God is to, in fact, understand that he's challenging us, what do you say? We are each accountable because he's given us the measure of faith. He's manifested himself in every part of the process. Father in creation, Son in manifestation and demonstration, and Holy Spirit in transformation. We have been in transformation since the day of Pentecost. But because we haven't grasped, embraced, believed, because of our own unbelief, we find ourselves at these transitional uh, moments that should be transformational moments. So we engage more in transition than actually engaging more in transformation, which is the purpose for which the Father poured out the Holy Spirit. And I, I don't like saying the Holy Spirit. There's only one. Holy Spirit, that's his name. So we get here, and Peter's reiterating, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. The Word became flesh, and dwelt among us. Therefore, as the Son of God, the Word, Christ, is the living Word. 
We are then to be, follow the sequence, father, son, and now we are adopted into the family positionally as sons, positionally as sons. That speaks to uh, position, that speaks to authority, that speaks to a number of things. I did not say, let me clarify, clear that right now. I did not say superiority. I said authority, which is different. And if we are accustomed to the practice of humbling ourselves, then he can position us the way that he needs to as sons, as living epistles. Living word writes living letters, living epistle. The living God has a son who is the living word. The living word then writes living letters or living epistles to the word, to the world. I hope you're getting, I hope you're catching that. I hope and pray that you're catching that. Living God, living word. What is the letter comprised of? Words. The living God, the living word. We then are to be the living epistles. Letters of love written by the Lord, the living word, in the spirit, by the spirit, to the world, so then that all the families of the earth can be blessed. The living word. The song of the day, the jam of today, is you are the living word. I would sing it, but my voice is tired right now. Bread of life, sent down from glory. Many things you want on earth. And if I didn't say it, this song is by Fred Hammond. I don't claim any rights to any of it. But a very beautiful worship song. Bread of life sent down from glory. Many things you were on earth. A holy king, a carpenter, right? Hmm. But you are the living word. Many things you were on earth, a holy king, a carpenter, but at the end of the day, you're still the living word. Awesome ruler, gentle redeemer, God with us, Emmanuel, God with us. I encourage you to go listen to it. 
It's a beautiful song. It's a worship song. It's true worship, pure worship. The spirit of worship actually rests on that song. But listen to it. Let it get into your spirit. I have a practice that uh, Holy Spirit occasionally has me engage in, which is there is that you find a worship song. Where it, it, you find a worship song where the word of God is actually being spoken, the, the word of God, not something that you necessarily like or would regularly put in your rotation. But you put it on some device in your home at the lowest possible level, and you just let it play. You don't have to hear it. You don't even have to hear it. Just put it on repeat somewhere, even through the night, when you're, not, when you're home, when you're not home. Because by doing that, you are inviting into your home, into your space, whatever it is, wherever it is, your shelter, your, your abode, your place of residence, you are inviting the Spirit of God into that space. If you are in a place where you do not have a device or you're not able to do that, then I encourage you to find a way to hear the song or to look up the lyrics. You are the living word. Lord, you are the living word. That's what I say, regardless of whether what they say. Not only because you told me that you're the living word, but just like Peter, I recognize that you're the living living word. I acknowledge. I have experienced you as the living word. So I want to thank you for joining me today for this segment of Daily Bread with Jam, a Holy Spirit You Channel podcast. The jam of the day is You Are the Living Word by Fred Hammond. I encourage you to go listen to it, put it on repeat as the Lord leads. In the meantime, I love, agape you. I bless you, and I thank you. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.